shooting became second nature to me. I couldn't stop until I gave my life to Jesus Christ, who changed me forever. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about this theory, once a cheater, always a cheater. Is this true, do you think? Have you ever been cheated on? Have you maybe done some cheating yourself? What is really going on in the mind and heart of a cheater to allow them to hurt someone so badly? In our last show, we had John Nicholas on our show who was, unfortunately, a serial cheater in his past, who had several relationships at the same time. He lived the life on the edge of getting as many girls as he could at the same time. Now, he told us how he grew up in an abusive home where his mother would be not so good with him. And by the time he was 12, his mother had kicked him out of the house and forced him to live with his aunt. He joined a cult that was based on hatred, but he liked it because there was a lot of acceptance for him. He told us how he learned some violence during that time, but surprisingly, he was told to have zero relationships and he was forced to be single. But after that group dissolved, he went pretty wild, sometimes having many relationships at the same time, juggling the girls that they wouldn't run into each other. And he told us of a story how they did. He also shared with us that when he was caught, he would usually say, well, it was not my fault or it's not real. And he would always try to deny it. Today, he's going to talk more about how it got worse before it got better, but it did get better and he did get deliverance from this cheating habit. John, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. John, your last show was so enlightening, honestly. Tell me, looking back now at the cheating past, you kind of knew the tricks. Now you're able to kind of spot when someone's cheating. What would you say to someone, either a woman or a man, how do you know that your partner is cheating? What were some of the telltale signs that were markers for you? Well, some of the signs that you could see when someone is cheating on you, you would know, is that when they keep part of their lives private, that shouldn't be private. So if you're married, mm. you know, like you lock your cell phone and your spouse doesn't know the code. Okay. Or late at night, you're kind of like on your phone with your back turned. Wow. Or your stories just don't match up. You know, the time that you should be home, there's like hours in between where you go missing. Oh, wow. And you make up a wild story about how, you know, you saw someone and you needed to save their life and it just didn't get to the news because you didn't want to take any credit. Oh my gosh, you're right. I know that is crazy. What else? Yeah, I mean, you got to watch out for the outlandish stories. Now, I think a lot of things you have to be able to keep up with the truth. See, the truth cannot waver. Mm. Lies kind of distort and evolve into more lies. Right. So they have to listen for the truth. Wow. You have to know when you hear the truth to see whether or not the first thing they said matches with the second thing. And then revisit that and ask the question again, maybe like a couple hours later or a day later, and see whether or not it matches up what they said before. And if it doesn't, take mental note, yeah, that person's probably cheating on you. Wow, that's crazy. Now, I understand you got married and the cheating didn't stop there, as you said in the last show. Did that end the marriage? What happened there? 
Well, you know, I got married to my first wife. You know, it was for the reason of kind of getting a place to stay and, you know, rest my head. Mm. It actually gave me a reason to cheat even more because I was able to analyze the person was not very attentive to me. Mm. And because I wasn't getting a certain amount of attention, and definitely that person didn't really pique my interest in my mind, I was very much an intellectual. And because that part of me was not, you know, kind of pleased, it gave me room and opportunity to satisfy my flesh. Wow. And eventually that marriage ended up ending. I understand when that ended, you got again into multiple relationships, juggling multiple relationships. Is that right? Yeah, I entered in another relationship that was pretty much the steady one. But within that, it was comprised of encounters with other women. Wow. Now, during this time, did you ever take the time to really contemplate what the cheating did to these people? No, that's what the alcohol was for. (laughs) Okay. So basically, you got into a lot of alcohol abuse and you're trying to forget because deep inside, there was maybe a guilt that was forming. Is that right? I wasn't conscious of that. You know, the alcohol took care of that. So it was the alcohol and the marijuana kind of numbed any emotion to feel as if, is it me? That wasn't even a question. Wow. But I understand that you had an encounter with God that changed your life. What brought you to that moment? Oh my goodness. 2016, I was pursuing my acting comedy career down in Miami, Florida. I was with the girl that I was with for four years. I thought I fell in love with this girl. Just, wow, this girl was amazing to me. But over the four years, I did what I did. I was a cheater. I cheated on her. Now, it wasn't until I moved down to Homestead, Florida, and I was down to acting again down in Miami, whatnot, that I cheated on her for the last time going into New Year's. And when I did do that, she found the incriminating text messages that proved, in fact, that I was cheating. Oh, man. And as we got ready to go to this New Year's party, she, my cell phone was out. She saw it. And I couldn't deny it at that point. I was caught red-handed. Oh. And something happened in that moment when I realized that she was hurt by my actions. And I believe that there was a God that allowed me to feel the pain that she felt. And I never felt that emotion. Wow. So when I felt that emotion... I believe that was the little crack in my heart that God used to invade it. Right. So a friend of mine, you know, told me a bit of a device that led to me picking up the same Bible I had in the cult. And when I turned my Bible, I opened up to first Peter three and down at the bottom, it talked about baptism and how it's a pledge of a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. I know that I needed that clear conscience because my conscience was seared right. for the years of lying and things that I got involved in. Wow. And then I be- So it hit you. Oh, sure. Because of the Bible, reading the Bible. Oh yeah. I mean, in that moment, Jesus Christ manifested himself through the word. When I read those words, I believed that if I got this baptism, I would have a pledge of a clear conscience towards God. Wow. So did you get that clear conscience? Because basically at that moment, you're realizing the guilt through reading the Bible and you're realizing that. But then some would say, well, did it really happen? Did you really walk into a clear conscience after you received that forgiveness? I didn't process like the guilt part in terms of before. I just knew I needed that water. I needed that baptism. So the church that I was attending down in Homestead, Florida, I went to this church. I knew the pastor. I said, hey, I need to get baptized. He told me, oh, well, we got this class. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Sign me up. I need to get in that water. I need to do what this word says. Wow. So I did that on April 24th of 2017. I got baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when I did that, I knew when I got out that water, I was a changed man. Wow. I did not have the same mind. That happened for me too, John. You know, there's something about getting baptized. I mean, and it even says, you know, it's a representation of the old dying and then rising to the new, a new you resurrecting. That must be how you felt. You felt like I have a new life. I have a new chance at life at this point. Well, you know, there's a photo on my Instagram and Facebook of that documented moment. 
And you can actually see that when I came out that water, my face, that was a new man. Wow. That was not the old man. Wow. That's amazing. Now, I understand you're married today. Yes, I am. But the temptations to cheat, they can come. And now you're able to conquer them. How do you conquer those temptations? As many would want to know how that can be done, because I believe there's somebody listening right now who maybe is not overcoming those types of temptations in their marriage. Well, you know, on the temptations are all around us. You can't deny that. You know, just the other day I saw a big old sign of a fat burger. I mean, it was so juicy and I was tempted to eat it. But, you know, I took a look at it and I said, that is not conducive to my health. Yeah. And I like to look at that with temptation. And there's a scripture in the book of James. It says, if you submit yourselves to the Lord and resist the devil, he, in fact, will flee from you. Mm. So I subscribe to that. I submit myself to the Lord. I resist the devil and he flees. But you know what? It actually helps that my wife is greatly attractive as well. <laughs> so you are in love with your wife. Let me ask you a question. And it's the final question. So you don't believe once a cheater, always a cheater. Now, how does a cheater become healed from being a cheater, would you say? Well, I think a cheater needs to be able to look into the mirror of the one that created him or her. It's an identity issue. Yeah. And I believe that if that cheater was to look into the eyes of the one who created them, they in fact will see the purpose in which they were born mm -hmm. and why they were created. And they certainly were not created to cheat and have to lie about it. In fact, the Bible says when he puts two together, let no man separate. Yeah. So it's God's plan to give them a covenant and put them together with one individual, a man with a woman, a woman with a man. Yeah. So I believe that if they were to seek God, seek this Jesus Christ, they would realize, wow, I don't have to keep up with the lying. Wow. In fact, I could be married to one person and let God be glorified through that marriage. Wow. John, thanks so much for being on our show, man. Praise God that he's changed your life. Now you're living your life as a Christian comedian with a loving family. And so, brother, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much. God bless you. Hang on. The show isn't over yet. I have some things to share with you right after the break. Hey, guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I know some of you are hearing this and maybe you firmly believe in the saying, once a cheater, always a cheater, which... Sometimes I could agree, except today I know the transformational power of Jesus Christ. Now you may be asking, can Jesus truly make someone new like John? Does this exist even in nature? Well, let's take a look. God did create the caterpillar for a reason, didn't he? He showed his power to create things to be able to completely transform. But listen to this. In Jesus Christ, one can truly not just become transformed, but they can become something entirely new. It is written in Ezekiel eleven nineteen through 20. 
Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes, and keep my judgments, and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. This ancient text alludes to what Jesus Christ will do for those who turn to him. This was a prophecy of what God was going to do before Jesus even came to the earth in the form of a man. You see, God promises to take out people's stony hearts. What does that represent? A stony heart is like a cold, heartless, hardened heart. Have you ever been there? Where your heart is so hurt to the point where you're just living for yourself and hurting others doesn't matter because I've been hurt. We get to a point where we're saying, well, everybody gets hurt. It's just a part of life. It's just what happens. It's what we do. It's what people do. It's normal. This is where John was at. He was hurt. He was starting to live a life of hurting others, not thinking at all of the consequences. I'm sensing right now that someone is going through that. You've been hurt by life and you don't know what to do. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for that person. And we're asking you to take out that stony part of our hearts, God, and give us a soft heart of flesh, that sensitivity that we need again, where we can touch, we can feel how people are feeling around us and how we're making them feel. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.